Yes, yes, it is me, Gerald Zipupe, and you are watching Shooting Shit. Yes. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at WrestlingWithJonas.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 39 of Shooting Shit. Holy moly, 39. We've officially gotten past WCW's run of when they were better than WWE. Fuck you, Bischoff. This is the 39th episode of Shooting <laughs> Shit. This is the Hopefully We Don't Get Injured podcast today. Let's go. <laughs> start uh we just recently had a one of us our our, our guys here just recently celebrated a birthday what uh, yeah and uh that's our very own joey k so happy birthday joey k thank you thank you and thank um, you. as a little token of my appreciation and only in a way that in a way that only i can do i uh went out and did a little something for your birthday so here we go there are several fine young men who I'm sure are going to go far. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ramones. Ah, these minstrels will soothe my jangled nerves. I'd just like to say this gig sucks. Hey, up yours. Philadelphia. One, two, three, four. you old bastard hey i think they liked us creed is killed oh sir those aren't do as i say <laughs> dude <laughs> you guys should have okay. always seen joey k's face when that video was playing dude that was so good that's one of my favorite episodes of the simpsons ever yes <laughs> so now you remember remember the other day when i asked you a band that you really hated yeah now it's all yep. coming together. I was like, where are we going with that? That was Dang. good. That was very good. Oh my God. Could have been worse. At least he said Creed. I mean, there's there's definitely worse out there. That's the first one that pops in my mind. Oh, well, a lot of people would have gone Nickelback, but I, I, I support your choices. Too many people go Nickelback. <laughs> I have to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> you know what, that guys? Awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> To our own Joey K, happy birthday. You just sometimes, sorry, sad bastard, we love you. Appreciate it, fellas. Thank you. Thank you. Salud. Well, did you get any cool birthday presents? I did. Oh. I did did get some cool birthday presents. Uh, Well, one I, I know of that's not here just yet. But uh, I got. Don't worry, that blow up dial's coming real soon. Uh, I know. <laughs> I've been tracking, updating shipping, updating shipping, updating shipping. Um, no, uh, I got some. Uh, I got some really good stuff. Well, I mean, number one, I got to, of course, spend time with my kids. Mm-hmm. Dinner with my kids, having a great time. That was just a awesome. great, great one. Um, I did get some a uh, couple handful of cool things. Uh, some I can't mention on the show. <laughs> uh for legal purposes uh but um i got go. really 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 cool shorts coming which are awesome so 
the the retro CM Punk shorts. Oh, the oh, one nice. like when you wore at Revolution for, and in Ring of Honor. For, yeah, the Ring of Honor gear. Oh, oh I I saw I those. This. That's badass. I got those coming, so uh, that you know, is really cool. That's probably one of the coolest gifts ever. So I'm very, very stoked about that. For those of y'all that don't know Joey K, he does like showing off those calves. I do, uh, and they were ordered in the five-inch inseam, of course. So, uh, of course, yeah. The quad father will be out for the summer. He's going to be wearing them Larry Bird uh, style eighty uh, style shorts. It's the only way to go. It is so. be like Dan Patrick in uh in that big fight scene at the end of Grown Ups too. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, no. So oh. um, got some got some other really really cool stuff. Some stuff I can't even show you right now because it's not plugged in, hooked up. It's literally behind. But it's vibrating right here. What's but, that? Uh, Nothing. Go ahead. So got three, it's got three settings. It's rechargeable. Uh, no. <laughs> is it ribbed for your pleasure? I do <laughs> for everyone's pleasure, sir. Uh, it's multi-use. I got this uh, sweet um, lamp that I saw. It's a uh, it's a table lamp, but nice. it's you know I'll show it to you anyway because it's 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 right here. Hold on. It's oh censored good. a little bit of nipple. It's yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's right here. <laughs> it's uh it's the dark saber. Oh, from, but it's cool. a table lamp. It's not plugged in, but this whole oh, thing. Oh, like, that is awesome. super, super dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so some, some good stuff. Some really, really good gifts. That's awesome. Not bad. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, it was pretty dope. But it was a good time. Um, I did get myself a gift as well too. Treat yep. yourself. Treat yourself. I bought a new car, so there's that. Yeah. All right. Yep. So that's fun. Uh, super awesome. Love it. But uh, yeah, it was overall it was good. It was a really, really good birthday. It was weird. And of course, if anybody questions, yes, I turned 40 this year. So midlife crisis. Midlife crisis car. Did we get a Corvette? No, not a Corvette. <laughs> hey, I, I was like going to say, speaking from ha- having already uh, about a little over two years of experience and being in my 40s, it doesn't get any better. For, it's, it's all downhill from there. Buddy, you're speaking from two knees now. Yeah, it's gone straight down. Already, the wall, the wall always wins. Yeah, so, uh, I feel it. I'm hitting the wall soon here. But uh, yeah, no, no I didn't get a Corvette. I got an SUV. There you go. A new, another SUV. So you got nice kids, SUV. man. I got kids. He's got kids. We all got kids. We're all heats here. We all got yes, kids. Oh, I know. Uh, I love Heath. But, yeah. <laughs> gentlemen, let's get this back on track. Let's roll. We've rolled on Joey K's birthday. He probably rolled on his birthday, too. But you know who also was rolling? The WWE during Hell in a Cell. Because for some reason, this pay-per-view that had no reason at all of being somewhat decent because the match card looked very weak actually provided some memorable moments let's it dig did. in so one thing i i, I want to talk about because uh, obviously i think we're all gonna talk about you know the main event which had no business being as good as it was considering the circumstances going into that night but i'll tell you what to me that one thing one thing that come out of that that show madcap moss yes i was gonna say he is right now he, he is he is the 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 leader in the clubhouse when it comes to and I'm talking I'm gonna say probably across all the organizations in terms of the breakout star of 2022 so far because he's really stepped up his game since he split from Happy Corbin and that was about as decisive a win as he could have gotten in that situation. So you know, that was a hell of a finish. It was. But, um, is stewing. I don't like the stew. And then, and then also too, just that that uh that tri- the 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 triple threat uh, uh match that opened the show though for the Raw Women's Title that was a banger as well. I I went into that match and I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I I 110 percent in my soul, and you could ask all my predictions. In his no, soul. not yet. We'll get there in a second. But 
I felt like this was a way for them to put that title back on the big time Bex because they're just absolutely obsessed with her. But the right call was made. Absolutely. And a hell of a match they made it. it I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a good start. Yes, it was. Hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, oh, like I said, really. it was it was a really. it was a decent show. All right, really? Joey, Joey, Joey. I'm, really? I'm even really? scared to ask. I see the face. Yeah. I'll have uh, I've got my finger on the mute button ready. Hit it. Oh, Actually, it wasn't it wasn't half bad. To be perfectly honest with you, it wasn't oh. half bad. It was an okay show. Um, still not, still not anything really worth it for me. I wasn't really super into it, but the, probably the two matches you guys said already were highlights. Of course, you know, we'll talk about the main event because that was what stole the show. Essentially. Um, I refuse to call him madcap. That's the stupidest (laughs) thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, and I'm only thankful that they got rid of the suspenders, fucking Aww. gimmick because mm-hmm. that shit is that is the most you know we rag on a lot of shit a lot of mickey mouse bullshit in wrestling and this whole happy corbin madcap moss thing is the absolute fucking shits it has <laughs> been i can't i can't stand it it's garbage it's hot fucking garbage juice and uh i'm thankful it's over I mean, that, that's it. It's like, you know, you know, scoop the dead body out of the car crash scene. Like, okay, we got it cleaned up. The road can open again. We're good. Um, Riddick Moss is actually pretty good. Um, yeah. I just hate that he's been tied down with the dumbest fucking gimmick ever. That fucking zany sidekick. Ha ha. Let's make a funny joke. Um, the match actually was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I will say for a Chicago crowd, I wish it was better. <laughs> I wish, I, I wish, I wish the, the Chicago crowd was, was good that night, but man, they could have really tore into the WWE for a lot of bullshit that night. Uh, I, I about- mean, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go you ahead. just can't leave that and then try to skate on it. No, I, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna elaborate. But go on, go ahead, my friend. You, you have to, and I, I give it to the crowd because they were hot during the main. And you know, you're talking Chicago. This is one of AEW's territories that they're focusing in. That's their area. And you know those people, even if they don't want to admit it to themselves, the marks at heart were all there for the adrenaline in their soul. And they tried to keep the energy throughout that pay-per-view. And there were spots where they legitimately, yeah, the crowd was definitely into it. But uh, I don't know. I don't I don't think the, the crowd was ready to turn. Like, it's not a Philly crowd. You're not going to get a whole bunch of CM Punk chants from a – Crowd, you know. <laughs> yes, I took a shot. Are, the are you even listening to yourself took, at this point? Or are you just crowd. speaking? Yeah. You're just speaking to speak. You're literally saying, "Oh, it's a Chicago crowd. You're not going to get a lot of CM Punk chants." Are you on fucking crack, dude? Like, uh, what? Are you no, serious? Um, no. Um, there was some misses, and this is WWE's biggest problem. They never, they never do listen to their fans. They never do listen to their crowds. The same old bullshit all the time. Um, and it was with the U S title match. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mustafa Ali came out in his Chicago gear, ready to go. That crowd was super hot for him. And it's like, come on. Uh, they they finished it pretty clean. You know? Him being anti-company is never going to get him a push, dude. Yeah, but he here's the thing, though. Then why even fucking use him? You get what I'm saying? Why mm-hmm. are you going to bring him in? Why are you going to use him? Why are you going to put him on, on your big event in Chicago, knowing full fucking well like what's going to happen? They have him drop it clean, and it's just like... It went flat, and the crowd went flat from that too. Yeah. Do you guys listen, go back and listen to that crowd? After no, you're, that you're, match. you're you're right. And see, the thing is, is WWE is known for doing stuff like like you know having their hometown guys usually take the L or have yeah. something. Very, I mean, 
Case in point, every time they went to Oklahoma City, Jim Ross somehow got humiliated. You know, I mean, it's very rare that a, a hometown talent got to shine, shine. You know, most of the time they took the L. So, yeah, which is true. But give them the fucking if you're going to go enough to actually put them on a fucking big event like that. And I, I don't want to say the word pay-per-view anymore because what are they? Premier, premium live, live events, events. whatever. Premium fuck, live events. Premium live events. That's what they call it now. Not unleaded, not mid-grade, premium. Whatever they want to call it. You just made a gas <laughs> joke on the wrestling it's, show. That's I yes. did. I did. Well. Cue the Eddie Kingston. Womp womp. Anyway, no. Hey, so, that was good. But it, but the truth, the truth is this: like, if you're gonna take the time to like, everybody knows what's going on. Everybody knows what happened behind the scenes with him, how he wanted out, and they wouldn't let him go, and they let him sit there. You're gonna take the time to throw him in a in a title match on a premium event, like, at least give him the fucking screw job finish, at least try to fuck him over, give him some kind of story. He goes out there. He he fucking loses the match clean. No big deal. That's it. End of story. Now we're not going to hear from him. Back to main event, Chief. Like, that's what happened to him. So what the fuck was it for? Like, make a story Absolutely out of it. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. It was, that was kind of like, eh. That didn't hit for me. Um, what else didn't hit for me? I don't know. Some other, any other random bullshit in there. Outside of the the... The triple threat for the title was pretty good. Um, and the main event. So we might as well get to that. Let's hit it. The adrenaline in our souls collectively. Something, something. We are talking Cody Rhodes against Seth Rollins. The main event in Hell in a Cell. The big internet news was Cody has this horrifically torn pectoral <laughs> muscle. The photos come out. It looks like he's been beat with an ugly stick across his chest. But it doesn't really hit the fans until he takes that jacket off. Yeah, I was going to say, I was watching that. Like, I obviously, we all knew going into that match what was going on. But just, you could almost hear just a collective gasp when he took his jacket off and you saw the bruising. Like, you literally... Heard like the entire what was it like fifteen or whatever thousand however many were there? No, man, not fifteen thousand. Yeah. It was the millions. No, it wasn't millions. No, it was not. Not not for well, that. Both y'all. Um, <laughs> but no, just it's almost like when he took that jacket off, every <laughs> single person in the crowd just gasped at the same time, and you could hear it uh, like watching on Peacock. Mm-hmm. It was just unreal. Yeah. It was it was pretty brutal. Like I was kind of expecting it. I was like, if this is legit, if this injury is legit, it's gonna it's probably gonna look pretty nasty. And then he took the jacket off, and I was like, oh, it's pretty fucking nasty. Yep. Yeah. And and kudos to the internet community because the internet is always undefeated. You see some of the most stupidest stuff on the internet. <laughs> the best one I saw about this was stupid Vince stuff tells- on the internet. Perish oh. Dude, Weird. this meme said Vince tells Cody you can't bleed, you can't blade in WWE, yep. and he says, "Well, hold my beer." Internal bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one too. Yeah, it's such a that. good one, dude. But the match itself, though, injury aside, and I think the injury makes it a little bit better. It's that cream on the top of it. The match was phenomenal. Cody. Well, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised by that the match was phenomenal because, I mean, the, they've already – like we haven't seen it for the past two months. And stuff. <laughs> but it's but just, this one was different than the last two, yeah. man. And, I mean, and it was because – I mean, Now in a cage. We, we did, yeah. But, I mean, we don't know, like – we didn't know how, like, it, like you knew he was going injured. Okay, how is this going to affect the match? Like, what's Cody going to be able to do, you know what I yeah. mean? What's the finish going to be? Is it going to change how they're going to work the match? Is Cody going to be able to pull off some of his, you know, big time moves? What are we going to yeah. see? Right. And then the the story within the story, man. This is the first time Cody freaking hit the pedigree after teasing it since he was in AEW. Yeah, and then we also had mm-hmm. the uh, the impromptu Texas bull rope match. Oh, that- yeah. Oh, and, and, and also, too, let's not forget, 
what was Seth Rollins wearing? Polka dots, that son yep. bitch. Yep. My, my, I mean, my... obviously, it was to get under the skin of Cody, but at the same time, Seth Rollins, you know, credits Dusty Rhodes for a lot of his because Dusty Rhodes played a big hand in, you know, and the success Seth Rollins, you know, had starting out, you know, becoming the first NXT champion and stuff. I mean, Seth, Dusty Rhodes had a lot of, lot of, lot to do with that. Yeah. But I mean, if you're going to honor Dusty, you don't go with the polka dots. That, that was. Why not, that was man? Polka dots are awesome. Come on. It makes Come the most on. sense. It it does not. It does not. It does I too. Dusty I'm was with Joey K on this one. It makes. Oh, did you, did you forget where they were? Did you forget Bo-Dio. what company they were wrestling for? I understand. No, you don't. Because that's know. the whole point. But the WWE, they knew what they were doing when they put Dusty in polka dots. That that was some bull crap, dude. It's the fact that they still play Common Man as the music that's most defined with Dusty. It doesn't matter. You forget that outside of that fucking bubble, nothing else in the world exists. Yep. So as far as the WWE is concerned, Dusty only ever wore those stupid fucking polka dots, and that's yeah, the only true. song that they had. But so he got the polka dots over. God damn it. No. Well, that's allegedly. you guys are not gonna out Dusty me, damn it. I'm a Texan. Allegedly. Allegedly got them. Allegedly. But no. All right. So here, here's the thing. Seth is amazing. I think I've said this after both matches now with him and Cody. There's nothing Seth can't do. I think that Cody worked that match because it was with Seth. I doubt that match would have taken place or anything would have happened if it were any other opponent, to be honest with you. Anybody they really had no one else lined up that could have, I mean, filled the thing. And I think that's one of the reasons why Cody did it because – he knew they're 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 like the crowd wasn't gonna accept even knowing the injury because I guarantee you a lot of that crowd knew about the injury going into this, but I don't think they would. I think if if something that they would have come out and said Cody's not wrestling tonight, that place would have that that would there would have been a riot. Yeah. So he had to do it. Well, and, I mean, there's no other main event. No. No, there's not. And to credit all these doctors out there who were like, yeah, you know, he probably got it torn so bad. To the point that he's not going to do anything else worse to himself. It's going to hurt That's like a motherfucker. Said. He, he could have but... injured it anymore. I mean, it was basically already off the bone, so it was just more of the pain management thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's no, there's no real like threat of like, oh, your your recovery table could go another couple months. No, it was already going to be what it is. It was already. So, you're right. It's just pain management. The thing is though, too. Um, now speaking about that. Where I was going with that was, it doesn't. I'm not just talking about. Um, there's nobody else to fill in for Cody. Yeah, that's 100 percent fucking true. Because um, who else? Is, what are they going to throw Drew McIntyre in there? Whoopie fucking do. Um, I mean, he's the go-to to throw in for any bullshit that they're doing anyway. But the point was, I don't think you know. I don't think there's a lot of guys that you know somebody like Cody would trust to go. Yeah, this really fucking hurts. I'm in a lot of pain. I can't pull off probably half of what I want to do because I'm only working with one arm here. And he legitimately was. I mean, that torn pack. What go back and watch the match. You can see how he covers for using only one arm. Obviously, the, the spots that are made to be that way, where he's only throwing that left jab, he's only throwing the left hand punch. Watch him run the ropes. When he runs the ropes, his right arm stays down and he bounces off with the back of his shoulders. Um, the buckle bomb spot into the table. When Seth went to put him in there, he had Cody, like Cody ended up turning and took the bump on his left side. It, it almost looked like how when Ric Flair takes those big bumps, how he always lands on he doesn't land on his back, he always lands on his side, on his hip. Yep. Always the same way. Cody was doing the same thing. So watching that match, as brutal as it was, you know, Seth knew what he was doing. Seth was actually protecting Cody in that. And, you know, Cody was being very, very, very careful. Um, But they made it work and it made it look good. Um, They got the big sympathetic reaction from Seth wearing the the polka dots, even when he put Cody's jacket on, his ring jacket on. all those types of things, they got the reaction that they wanted, which was, in the end, that that's all you can ask for. The match itself, was it the best of the three? I don't think so. 
um, as far as just a general match. But it was the best of the three as far as the story because they got something out of it that you can't get unless you're in that position. And that is the big sympathy story of Cody getting hurt. And now I, I think I read, did I just read something a little while ago maybe that said uh, he just had surgery now? It was successful yeah, surgery it this once. morning. Yeah, it was this morning. We're recording this on Thursday. Yeah. He had it uh, earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, but they got what they wanted out of it. The sad part is now Cody's out, and it's going to take a little while. And- There's a way to keep this going, man. And, I mean, it's it's old school in the way you can do it, and hopefully WWE does it this way. But it doesn't have to be something that's every week, every Raw. Give me maybe once a month a Cody Rhodes update, a Cody Rhodes healing montage, a Cody Rhodes working out, Cody dropping a promo. RNN, the Randy News Network. Yes. Yes. Kind of like an RNN. (laughs) Yeah. Have him, you know, do like a Cody News Network, something like that. Yeah. A la RNN and keep him in the minds of people while he's out. Well, I mean, the way they've saturated all their marketing for him, basically, he He's since WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he's pretty much the face of the company at this point. Um, I think overall, though, the, the worst part of that is something bigger, which is it puts WWE in a really, really tough spot. They put all their eggs in one basket of Cody, and due to unfortunate injury, it's he's out they already you already have roman off off of tv most of the time now so roman yeah, dude talk about freaking really giving us the back end job with that he restructures his contract and now he's going to be like the third pay-per-view in a row where his title is not being defended so your main title it's like we got brock lesnar 2.0 i was just going to say that exact same thing it's like we've got the new brock lesnar but worse because he has both titles yeah, they put both titles on him. Now there's no actual champ whatsoever. You're screwed. You will acknowledge that. Yeah. Um. Apparently that's and they're okay with it. Uh, I'm not. I mean, look, I'm not gonna lie. Do I like having Cody and Seth main event? Yeah. But call me old fashioned. Shows like that should end in a main event title match. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there's. There's always exceptions, but not having the title on TV, on big, even the big shows. I was just reading how many matches Roman's had this year, and it was like he's only he's only defended the title. He hasn't been on TV. Um, he hasn't defended in a singles match on television. No. Uh, he's only had four pay per view type matches all year. And we're going to be going into July, and he's not scheduled to be at Money in the Bank. This is the man that's going to break Bruno San Martino's record. No mm-hmm. way. Yeah. He may get he he. Man, I, don't, I, I don't think I don't think he's gonna. I don't even think he's gonna get to Hogan's for uh, first string, which was like almost four years. It was just a little over four years. I don't think he'll get that far. Man, I don't know. I hope dude, not. The way they're going, dude. Who's taking it off of him? Well, that's another whole other story oh. and whole other argument of how they built him up to be unstoppable. We can they, get into they, that next week. And they can't, yeah, and they can't, they can't build a team or uh, of wrestlers that can even match in any way. They can't. I don't care who they bring in from any company anywhere at this point. Who are they, who are they going to bring in to to really like match? You know what they're doing with Roman. Yeah, they they've they've buried all of their talent in WWE. So next week, yeah. shooters, y'all are hearing it now. First, next week is the Roman Reigns bloodline dilemma. We'll mm-hmm. dive into this real good next week because as if everything in wrestling, man, injuries causes swerves, and now I'm not talking about Isaiah Swerve Scott or Swerve Strickland, depending on where you like him from. I'm talking about swerves due to injuries like the one to Cody Rose that we've been talking about for the last few minutes. A big-time faction was set to have a fourth member, but now since the WWE is in dire straits of baby faces, they just kicked out the de facto leader 
and yep. replaced him so he could be a babyface. Gentlemen, jump jump into the Judgment Day real quick. Mm. I'm gonna start. Yeah, yeah go I'm ahead. I'm gonna start on this one. Judgment Day was a shit group to start with, and now it's absolutely pointless. Like you take you a you flip edge heel. You start this factioning group, okay? It's eh, middle of the road, nothing to write home about. And now, because of injury, because you have so little faith and you've buried so much of your own talent, now it's like, oh, Cody's hurt. We need a good baby face. All right, we're going to have Edge kicked out of the group that he literally just started a couple months ago. Not What, two months ago? It's not even two months ago. Yeah. From WrestleMania until now, you're gonna you're gonna kick him out of the group to what Tur- turn him babyface and have him go on his own like it doesn't even fucking matter. Like talk about absolute dog shit booking. You know I feel worse. I, I don't know if I feel worse for you know Damian Priest, who finally had something decent to do, in my opinion, or how about Rhea Ripley, who just got in in the past month. I'm like, wow, they they can really take off and do something here. And now you pretty much just buried the group. Now, look, I love Finn, Prince Devitt. He's he's the man. I, I do like that. But, like, you just made the group look like nothing because you took the leader out. And it's in such a short, small window. Like, you fast-forwarded a storyline two years to two months because of someone else's injury it it just to me it just buried that whole faction it's not even worth watching i mean i I get your point but i'm always the kind of guy that wants to give something a chance before i you know pronounce it dead on arrival i remember how you said that about nxt 2.0 yeah and uh, i remember when he said that about everything not named retribution (laughs) old school cut there that's opening up a deep wound, <laughs> but but I still stick to my guns because I'm always the glass half full guy. And you I are. Think, oh, and need, I, that's I why we need up. you. What's that? That's why we need you. Yes, and I will never apologize for being that kind of guy. But um, I mean, I was shocked. I was actually surprised. And but you know what? If it's gonna give a chance for Finn to actually do something. Because he hasn't really done anything since he's been back on the main roster. Um, I mean, I'm going to give it a shot because I'll give, I'll give you that point. I'll give you that. And 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 such. So so I mean, call me cautiously. I mean, call me cautiously optimistic on this because I want to see where it goes and stuff. But and I think I don't know if I told you guys this or not. But I think the reason why the majority of the internet wrestling fans out there are bitching about this is because they didn't see. Uh, they didn't see uh, Ryan Satin or Dave Meltzer or, you know, all these dirt sheet writers, dirt sheet radio, like nobody broke the news. So nobody could say, oh, I knew this was happening beforehand. And people like to sit there and say, we want to be surprised, genuinely surprised. We got a genuine surprise there. And yet people still shit over that. So, you know what, IWC, fuck off. Sir, sir, we don't say fuck off here. We say do better. No, you know what? Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off from our glass half full kind of guy here. <laughs> That's a serious one. Oh, you know, my uh, my beer bottle's almost empty, so. There you go. He's here to drink beer and fuck off, and he's almost done with this beer. Yep. But uh, I'm in the middle, man. I'm stuck in the middle of both of you guys, to be honest stuck with you. Stuck in the middle with us. Stuck in the middle with you. Anyway, I I, I see Joey K's point, man. I'm. It doesn't make sense to me to kick out Edge. Um, why are we acting like Debit can't be a face? I mean, Finn, Finn Balor can be a face. The man has been legitimately over. The crowd yeah, loves him. You got to give him something to do instead of just being a face. I mean, he just comes out, does his, his arm movements and stuff. But other than that, what does he do? What does he do? As, what, is he, what has he done as a face? He hasn't done face, anything. Face, fuck me, Finn. <laughs> so that's- that's the thing, Dang. though. <laughs> they could have had him going against the same thing that they've done right now. They could have had him go against them, 
They could have done a whole thing where they tried to recruit him. He could have gone against everybody, made himself a big face. Mm-hmm. And instead, they just went with the route of, oh, he's taking over, kick Edge out. Edge is going to be our sympathetic face now because we need someone to feel bad for you. It, or, it made no sense to me. Or how about this? They're trying to recruit Finn. Why not go the obvious face turn and make Seth the face I don't know. He loses his third time to Cody. Um, Cody's out hurt now. And they play that angle from Raw where he comes out and instead of attacking Cody at the end, he, you know, he does show him respect. And not to mention, does anybody not hear the crowd singing his fucking song every week? They're oh, they, in- they, 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 they sang Shinsuke's song. The crowds just like to sing. They don't care. Yeah, but he, dudes, but Seth is so fucking over with what he's doing. Like, people would want him to have that character, but be a babyface. So, yeah, come off the Cody loss, get your shit together, go back to being a face, and now you have an entire heel faction to go against. Instead, now it's just like, oh, the whole it's going to be Edge coming back doing the whole fucking thing. I, I don't know. You know it what? There is going to be expensive. one good thing that is going to come out of all this. We are going to see Ed versus Finn, Edge versus Finn Balor, and that's going to be a uh, yeah. um that yeah that'll be good. I want to see that. Well, gentlemen, let's let's get off the E for a little bit because to be honest, E is too expensive nowadays anyway. Yep. <laughs> let's uh. Let's let's keep up this theme of injuries, though, because the WWE and Cody are not the only place in town that's been having injury issues, man. Cool. You go across the way to AEW land, and it feels like half of their fucking rosters injured right now. What what's going on, guys? Well, let's see. You have CM Punk with a foot injury, who I believe he just had surgery. AEW World Champion. Uh, yep. You also have Brian Danielson, who's injured. I don't think he, he's only he's only supposed to be out a couple weeks. You have Adam Cole, Baby. who's injured. Um, uh, Punk Danielson Cole. Um, I mean, it's just it's the the it, it, injuries happen. You know, it's just it's just it's so unfortunate, especially with AEW, because we're you know. When this this episode uh, uh, debuts, we're going to be basically 16 days away from arguably the biggest uh, pay-per-views that our biggest wrestling event uh, since the original All In and, and stuff, you know, and so many things were supposed to happen with all these injuries, you know, all these plans are getting, you know, thrown up in the air, you know, I mean, Card subject to change right now is uh, there's nothing truer in pro wrestling other than card subject to change. Mr. Sunglasses at night. There were some glaring omissions from your your injury list, man. Because we, we have the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, CM Punk. Yep. You also have Scorpio Sky. Yeah, Scorpio the Sky. The TNT Champion. And then... If you believe some of the rumblings, which I tend to and maybe believe, the AEW Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa, has been working hurt. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's most of your champions. They literally had to create a new fucking title <laughs> this week on AEW because so many champions are hurt. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't want to get to the all Atlantic yet. But- I couldn't help it. I know we were going to get on it later, but it's like you're making a really valid point. Let, let's 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 do this here with the all Atlantic. I want to do something real quick so we could just fully jump into AEW and tear it apart for the week that we had, and you know the swerves that it caused. And here it is, you know whose house? Swerves, swerves house. house. There we go. Appreciate y'all. Now. This is a little segment, a little cutoff I want to call, man, Chuck's Hot Takes. I've got this good friend of mine. He's an older gentleman by the name of Chuck. He watches, uh, he's been watching wrestling, and the way he told it to me the other day. Is his last name E-Cheese? It's not E-Cheese. It's not that Chuck. But um, 
Do you actually know his name is Charles Entertainment Cheese? Chuck E. Cheese. Anyway. I knew that. <laughs> I bet you did. So, <laughs> I was talking I'm to my a friend. I'm a 70-year-old, so. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I was talking to my friend, Chuck. And he told me, he said, you know, I've been watching wrestling for longer than some of these guys that are big now have been alive. And I said, I get that. The guy's probably in his 50s to 60s. You know, I could see that. And um, he's gotten into AEW. You know, we've watched, he's watched a couple of pay-per-views with me. He's kind of gotten into it. He'll watch the weekly. He records it. And um, he called me and we had a two-hour conversation on AEW. And the first topic straight off the bat, why do they put the belt on CM Punk? They say they want to build a new dynamic. They don't want to do like everyone else did. And they put the belt on CM Punk. That wasn't his biggest gripe, though. The Punk gripe depends on if you're a fan of Punk or not. You might hit or miss it. But his biggest hot take, man, that I, I think is genuine, and we can jump into it here, there's too many belts in AEW. And not in the means of there's too many AEW-branded belts. There's too many belts in AEW that aren't AEW belts that are being just shown on TV for no reason. The FTW belt was thrown out there on why is that even promoted? The ROH um, title, the ROH was a TV championship. All, the pure, all, of them. The, all of them, basically, all the ROH belts are being shown on them. And these are people who are going out there and they're winning matches. Triple A tag team. The Triple H tag team belts. Yep. These are all people that they're highlighting as champions, but they're not champions to their company. And it's Dude, like they they're putting Sammy, they had Sammy bring in UFC title belts. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so his whole thing was is like they're not doing enough for their belts. They're showcasing all these other companies' belts. And to him, they didn't need more belts in AEW. They needed to properly display their belts. What do, what do you guys think? It's a solid point. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't see, I, the way you laid it out there, I mean, it's, just, like I said, a solid point, and, and with, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's this, you're out there promoting that you, your talent can go elsewhere and win titles. Your talent can go work at other companies, and that's all fine and great, but honestly, let them go do that, but they don't have to like carry those titles around. Now, Ring of the Ring of Honor title is a little bit different because Tony Khan now owns Ring of Honor. Yeah. I get that, and I get that they're moving towards its own brand. I think the rumor is in July they're Ooh. looking to have the uh, another Ring of Honor pay per view event, which is awesome. I'm excited for that. But we're going. Uh where where is it? I don't, I don't think they've anything. Yeah, I don't think they've they've announced where it's at, have they? Or no, did I miss no. that? Either way, either way. You know, so I, I get the Ring of Honor ones, but like the AAA tag tag team titles, okay, yeah, cool, but they don't have to be featured. How about when Kenny was the belt collector and had all those? Now, storyline, yeah, okay, I, I get it a little bit, but they're still carrying part of that with all these other guys. Yeah. The FTW belt was for a very specific storyline. That storyline ended a long time ago. <laughs> like, yeah. what the hell? Like, why is not even around? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry, so that's Caesar. Um, but like, that's a that's a really good point. You know, you're featuring all these other titles. Um, I do disagree of putting the title on Punk. I mean, it does make a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, I know you're a Punk guy. I know. I know both y'all are Punk guys. So that. Yeah. That's... Yeah, but at the same time, put it like this. I think we did this last week. Go down the list of AEW champions. Okay. Um, I. You want me to name them? No, you don't have to. Okay. But I think we came to the conclusion that the weakest title run of all of them was the young, basically, for lack of a better way to put it, homegrown type star in Hangman. Of course, you know, he's not, didn't start in AEW, but got his most success and popularity in AEW. Everybody else is older, came from elsewhere, and made those title runs significant. 
So why would it? Who else? Let me ask you this: Who else? Because we said this about MJF. Who else in AEW that's an AEW homegrown type star would carry the AEW title and make it the premier title? If you're talking right now, there's other than MJF, there's really nobody else. Thank you. Yeah, they don't. They haven't built anybody else up more than MJF, possibly Jungle Boy. Uh, God forbid, Darby Allen. Well, I don't believe know, it. I told, I told you my stance on Dar, uh, not Dar, Jungle Boy. If he's ever going to become the man, mm-hmm. he's got to get rid of that gimmick. The Jungle yeah. Man. Yeah. No, just he's got to go like do it. He's got to he's got he's got to turn he's got to turn Jack heel Perry. and do like a Hollywood. Yeah. Like you know, basically like a Hollywood gimmick, basically almost similar to his dad, like the type of character his dad is. The Hollywood hunk. Wait, his dad's no. the Miz. His business. <laughs> no, he's the Hollywood hunk. That's right. That's Dolph Ziggler's brother. No, it's oh, a- oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, we, we we just brought up the Miz, bro. How good did Maurice look? Anyway, let let's yeah. Jesus, man. This is Mrs. Like, uh, I, new episodes now. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to get distracted and sidetracked. My point was, though, outside of MGF, there's no homegrown talent. Jungle Boy's not there. Darby's not there. They're small. They're undersized. They're more the guys who are still clawing and fighting their way up there. The only one who could legitimately carry it would be MJF, and he can legitimately carry it because of what he does on the microphone. Yeah, and and that's a hundred percent. So it does make sense to put it on a guy like Punk. Um, not to mention they spent a fuckload of money on CM Punk. So well, that's MJF stripe too. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is his gripe, but at that's the same work. time, it's a work. Yeah, it's it, yeah, but you know, not hey, a work, you mark. <laughs> Punk's been there a long. Punk's been in his business a long time, seven year sabbatical or not, you know, and he's he's been successful in every facet of his career. So, it is what it is. He but needs you to stop stage diving, though, bro. <laughs> that that's where he hurt his foot was the fucking stage dive. I need him to stay out of the crowd. That was not. He did not hurt it in stage dive. Yes, he did. He heard it in the jump. If you see all these AEW marks who, like uh, frame by frame, right. when he made that jump and when he came back, he back was like kind of limping. Back and to the left. Yes, it was. Let's be honest. It, you know, it was probably hurt before that. So no, we on. wanted to be hurt before that because he couldn't flip yeah. over the rope during the match with Hangman. That's why we wanted to be hurt before then, but it was hurt on the jump. You're <laughs> such a fucking mark. Anyway, he's not only a mark, he's a skid mark. Back all right, back to the original question. Yeah, they gotta stop featuring all these other titles and champions for no fucking reason on AEW. Um other than name dropping other companies for a few seconds here and there. Cause guess what? Still nobody gives a shit about, you know, the other titles. Yeah. You're watching AEW for a reason. You want to see the AEW titles, the AEW champions. Yeah. It's true. And tell fucking Adam Cole and Britt Baker to stop carrying this fucking Owen tournament titles around. Oh, dude, that's that's was one of his big beefs too. He's like, why are they just holding around these trophy belts? Dude, yeah, I, I kind of have a gripe in that. I'm not going to lie. It's a little, ugh. It's a little, ugh. It's a little crazy. Because they're not, they're not like something they're going to continuously like defend. So why do you keep holding it? They've already said they're not. They're, they're basically, you know, a yeah. trophy type title. So they show up and he's on freaking Adam Cole's on commentary. He's got the title in front of him like it's something. Yeah. It's just it's like the Andre good. trophy, just in belt form. It's the dynamite ring in belt form. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Don't fucking get me started on that either. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You win a ring. Oh, do you? How about it's we win the, a fucking belt buckle next? Okay. It's the, it's the battle bowl ring in belt form. Ugh. <laughs> just the drizzling shits. Talking about the drizzling shits, let's get back into AEW Dynamite from this week. <laughs> so, AEW Dynamite is far from the drizzling shits. Was it really? Did you did was it very pre- unpredictable for you there, buddy? Did you pop a lot? Did you did you get surprised and swerved? 
Oh, I was surprised that Kyle O'Reilly won, won the. It's the only thing the that was surprising. I honestly thought they were gonna do. I mean, the the real the, the most unsurprising thing was, and I don't give a fuck who was in that <laughs> battle royal. Nobody was going over John. Right, Lee right. That was that. a that was still a hell of a main event, <laughs> I mean, though. Yeah, it was good. I honestly, I thought it was gonna be Darby. To be perfectly honest with you, I thought it was gonna, gonna be Wheeler. I thought it was. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, well, pre match. Let me back yeah. up. Pre match, I was like. Mm, I see Darby versus Moxley in a main event. That's going to be an absolute, like, just back and forth, crazy Darby Allen car crash match. Drill them um, into the mat. In the match, though, I was like, oh, are we going to get fucking Wheeler Mox again? But now they're on the same team and it's going to get real ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I was kind of, I was like, this is going to get good. But I am happy we got Kyle O'Reilly because that match ended up being fucking phenomenal. Yes. Um, dude, you want to talk about your fucking? You want to talk about Dickhead Moss over in WWE being your breakout star of this year? How about the fucking year Kyle O'Reilly's having in AEW? Yeah, like at not just not just. I mean, of course, of course, him and Bobby Fish are gonna have great tag team matches. We already knew that shit, dude. They hit chasing the dragon on the outside of that freaking match. I, I freaking missed that move so bad. What the fuck? And like, but how about his singles run this year? Yep, dude. I how much did I praise the fucking match he had at uh at Double or Nothing? Oh yeah. man, with the uh, versus Darby, that was that was uh, that was my um, almost pretty much stealing the show match for that night for Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he follows it up with having that fucking great match with Moxley. Like, yeah. dude. <laughs> And he's the guy that we were always pegging in NXT that he needed to break out. He needed to be the mm-hmm. champ. He needed to get the title. And he's still he's still that guy, man. He's oh he's one hundred percent that guy. And they're letting him do it in AEW. They're showcasing him in singles matches that are like fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So uh, kudos for that. I thought it was. I think after the, watching the Moxley match, I was like, oh shit, that was the right decision to put yeah. him in that match. Let him have that spot against Moxley, and they oh, dude, that was See, a he does with it. He, he t- they gave him the ball, and he scored a touchdown with it. Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, but going back to Dynamite as a whole, it was <laughs> it was predictable, bro. And everybody <laughs> in prediction leagues, the only way you lost this week in prediction leagues is if you couldn't get the time of the matches. That's the only way. Everything else was very fucking straightforward. Yeah. It was it was paint by numbers for this week. Oh my god! Um, and I, I love Thunder Rosa. We all understand and know that I'm a Texan. I'm a big time Texas fan. I'm a big time Thunder Rosa fan. But damn it, she could not wrestle the broom that is known as Marina Shafir. <laughs> that was horrible. That was worse than Kenny Omega versus Blow Up Doll, bro. At least the Blow Up Doll kicked out of the one winged angel. Fucking Marina Shafir did nothing. He still got a ways to go. Yeah, yeah. Jade Cargill still has a has some ways to go. Marina Shafir might need to fucking, you know, move on. Ugh. Yeah. That just that was not a that was not a good match. Um. Oh God. Yeah. There was there's some low lights to to Dynamite (laughs) this week. I actually watched I rewatched it tonight since um I was busy last night, but. Oh my god! Oh, busy, huh? Oh my god! Oh, he was yeah. busy last I was night. Ha- I, guess I was having I was having dinner with my children for my birthday. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah, now you play yeah. that card. Yeah. yeah. No, what did you do um, after? What was dessert? And no, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, seriously though, like it was it was a pain by now. And I said this. I said this episode. I don't even know how many episodes ago. AEW fans are so spoiled with getting all these fucking surprises week in and week out. Who's gonna show up? What's what's gonna be the big swerve? No pun intended. All that dude, that was shit. the big swerve. Him tossing out Keith Lee, son of a bitch. Oh, but come anyway. on, dude. We've been seeing that bullshit since fucking demolition faced off in the Royal Rumble, where it's like, hey, this is every man for himself for a title shot. Yeah. Like, fuck it. Like, let's let's be honest. Like, some there was it gonna be a tag team. It happened to be them that, you know, what partner eliminated the other. That happens in every fucking battle royal like that. But yeah. um, we got so, so spoiled 
So when you have a regular paint by numbers type episode of like, okay, who's, who's going over? I can already tell who's going over. You kind of feel let down. Like, Oh, it was a disappointing show was overall. Wasn't a disappointing show. It was just very average. Just a normal fucking night of wrestling. No big deal. And that's the other thing, too. We're so hyped up on fucking Forbidden Door and this nonsense. And the fact that we're probably... If I don't get a singles match with Will Ospreay against somebody on this fucking AEW roster, I'm going to absolutely light my fucking television on fire. Yes. On June burn 20th. it down. Yeah, I'll burn I will. down the arena. Because if you bury Ospreay in a fucking multi-man match, go fuck yourself, Tony Khan, and whatever douche canoe's name for fucking president of new japan is because that's a fucking crime well well let, let's get into it man because we could get into this and the all atlantic and all that shit quickly forbidden door we know for sure it's probably going to be moxley and tanahashi for the interim aew title yes that's goto funny, has yeah. goto has no chance I don't, yeah, I, I think it's going to be Tanahashi. They're only doing that because of the punk injury and what they had to do on Dynamite last night. Yeah. Uh, so that's a formality. That's a, that's a formality. That's going to be the matchup more than likely. Yeah. Then you go into these two random guys who will be in JPW talent thrown into the Atlantic, uh, the All Atlantic title eliminator. With the tournament. Pacific, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I paid so. attention in geography. <laughs> All Atlantic, my wow! Dick. <laughs> the All Atlantic with New Japan, with uh, New Japan. Wait, what? I was like, how does that? Okay, well, I don't know. You know. Again, I don't know what kind of blow that Tony Khan gets, but Jesus fucking Christ, man! It's the one that gives you Tiger blood. We've seen it already. He's freaking <laughs> jacked most of the time, <laughs> but it, you know they couldn't call it Intercontinental, of course. So it's the All Atlantic. But who who do we think is going to be in that matchup? We got two NJPW guys who are going to be in this in this order. Mm, for me, I would love to see Shingo. Oh, the dragon! And uh, you know what? I'm going to throw a wild card out there. I believe. Actually, no, not. You know what? Give me Shingo and uh, Tai Chi. Oh, I like that one. Tai Chi is a random one. Hmm. Either him or Sonata. Sonata is a good one too, coming back from injury. I yeah, that was I was thinking Sonata. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking about it, like before the show of like who, who might go into that. Sonata was probably like top of my list there. Um, Shingo's up there. Could very he could be one of them. Um, I don't know. I don't know because the problem is the rest of the card. Yeah. You know, who who's who's actually coming because we've only been teased very little of what's happening for this show. And it's as we're recording, it's almost, About a little over two weeks. It's yeah, it's almost the tenth of June. So we are just over two weeks, a little over two weeks away, like you said. And I'm like, we really don't know who's showing up or who's doing what for this show yet. Nope. I mean, we the only clear road we had up until last week was it's going to be Punk versus Tanahashi, right? Mm. And then that got blown up because of Punk getting injured. So jumping now, fans. Now it's Moxley versus TBD, um, which we still think is Tanahashi, but whatever. Right. Um, we'll know for sure on Sunday. Yeah, we'll know for sure after the twelfth, but that's cool. Um, I I don't know. It, it really depends. I mean, we had what well, we had, um, Great Ocon and, and Jeff Cobb come out to so the ROH Tag Team Champions FTR. Yeah, we had Will Ospreay and uh, and Aaron Hanari and Aussie Open this pet on Dynamite. Right, right. So, all right. So, are we getting a multi man match, or are we going to get an ROH Tag Team Title match? Maybe might need to be an or- ROH Tag Team Title. That'd be greatness. I think you're going to get a three way. I think you're going. I think with the ROH. I think you're going to get FTR versus uh, Great Ocon, uh, Jeff Cobb versus uh, Rapongi Vice. I think you're going to get Tremperetta and uh, Rocky Romero. I think you're going to get a three-way. I like that. Good old three-way. Okay. I can, I, can, I can go with that. I think that's not too bad. Um, but but, 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 me, but what else do we have? 
Let See, me throw I, this out there for mine. The only other match that they've been teasing potentially was uh, Hangman versus Okada, but Adam Cole says he wants to shot. So maybe if we get Hangman versus Cole with the winner getting uh, Okada. At, at the uh, second one? I don't know. I, I, they're, they're saying Okada may not even be at Forbidden Door. Something about wife's birthday. I think that's the last thing they were talking about. Well, then maybe. Well, the thing is, is also, too, let's not forget. There's no guarantee that Okada will be champion going into Forbidden Door because he's got a uh, he's got a tall task ahead of him Sunday at the meeting as well with uh, the Switchblade. And that's that was my next point. Where where does Bullet Club and Switchblade factor into all this? Because we haven't really heard any noise uh, in a while. Not since the announcement has Jay White been there. Yes. Yeah. So where do we go with that? I think we'll, um, hopefully we'll see a lot after Sunday once we get the I, dust settled from New Japan. Don't talk to hopefully. Yeah, I think I think we'll start seeing the once the dust settles from Dominion, we'll start seeing something. And then I think uh, this upcoming Wednesday on uh, Dynamite, I think we're gonna have a much clearer uh, picture. As let to me what let me say this then before then, our two competitors for the All Atlantic from New Japan. One of them is going to be somebody that AEW fans are already kind of familiar with. Um, give me murder grandpa himself. Um, Suzuki going against, uh, I, I like Shingo a lot, so yeah, let's do Suzuki. Shingo. Okay, oh, I wouldn't mind that at all. I dig that. Yeah, you got the stone dragon going against murder grandpa, they, they put on good matches. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, I dig that. That's a good, that's a solid pick. Can you dig it? Sucker, sucker. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you oh, dig Lord. it? Can you dig it? So on that note, fuck. On that note, yeah, <laughs> man. Now that we've lost the one or two people still watching, that's a little right, bit mom. of a <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> that's um we're at the hour. We've covered a little bit of everything, hit some AEW, hit some WWE, talked a little bit of the forbidden backdoor. We'll figure out how that looks more this week. Uh, hopefully, by the next time we record, we'll have a little bit more details there. Um, final thoughts, gentlemen. Make them quick because we are at time. DDJ. Um, just uh, once again, happy birthday, Joey K. And uh, yeah, you know we're we're a couple weeks out. Let's uh, let's see what happens. You know, uh, me and uh, me and Giovanni are going to be there live, and you know, let's go. I will be live from my couch, hopefully wearing my CM Punk shorts. I'll even or nothing put, at all. I'll even, or probably naked. I might put a cast on my foot just to show some support. Go f- full CM Punk tribute since he won't be competing at the show. Um, and hoping for a Kota Ibushi sighting. Oh, there's no way in hell. <laughs> if, they do, if they do the Ibushi versus MJF match, I'd die. <laughs> Speaking of which, where where do we think MJF is? At home. He's at home laughing it up via Skype with Tony Khan. Collecting a fat paycheck. <laughs> yep. Reworking that deal that'll see him in AEW till 2026. He's all and all and all these dirt sheet riders are gonna get exposed for the dumbasses they are. I yeah, I can't I can't wait. It's just like come on, man. You're not going to give somebody a live mic and not keep them under contract and not make sure that you're going to make the most money out of it. Yeah. Yep. It is what it is. Well, it's the wrestling world in a whole, guys. We've gotten some real good topics. Next week, we'll hopefully be able to dive into some more, <coughs> especially the Roman Reigns bloodline uh, conversation that we had to table for next week. I think that's going to be a good one to start off with for everybody. So if you're a repeat listener next week, that's coming up. Of course, along with anything else that happens this weekend, maybe more Forbidden Door when they start to actually give us some good stuff on what's coming. But this was episode 39. Hopefully we didn't get an injury recording it because that's all we talked about tonight. So thank you to my boys up there for doing this with me. Joey K, happy birthday once again. We love you. You big blue. Scissor me. But 
For us here at Shooting Shit, the Johnners Podcasting Network, for the boys back home, the ladies in accounting, and the guys over there sitting in catering, we love y'all. Till next week, we've been shooting shit. Do not forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Follow the show on Twitter at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T and thanks for listening.